It's beautiful, right? You just kind of go zen. Yeah, yeah. It's like if someone took Whitney Houston's drugs. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Not, not too soon. <laughs> Still Talking Podcast with Colton Zeno and myself, Brian. Today we're talking about master distillers. What does it mean or what does it not mean? All right. Give us a definition because there is none. There is one. Yeah. You're, Give it to you're us. You're a master of the distilling. Of the <laughs> distiller. There is actually like a criteria through the IBD, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah there's a couple different. IBD, there's another one too. I'm trying to think. Does IBDs have, do you have to have spent X amount of time in the industry? I bet Zeno's looking it up. So it's not just, it's not just getting a diploma. It's not just going through school. You've actually. No. So it's, so we should, we should actually say that besides IBD, there's no universal industry definition for master distiller. It doesn't exist. IBD has their own internally for them, but it doesn't necessarily apply internationally or you know we don't have an american standard for what is master distiller and now we're going to sit here for the next 20 minutes and do it or care (laughs) but not sponsored Uh, all right (laughs) but not sponsored. back to me googling oh good (laughs) what's going on over there (laughs) yeah i don't i don't want i don't want to look up all these requirements this is boring as hell and nobody wants me to read that anyways. <laughs> well, but it's fair to say that they have their criteria for what they right, I do, a master distiller. But that isn't necessarily recognized anywhere I else. I do have it, too, somewhere, like saved on one of my computers or flash drives or something. And it is like... Uh, it's probably on the porn laptop. <laughs> joke. <laughs> isn't that any laptop he has? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. (laughs) My understanding of the American term used to be much more cited on the distillers at at the double macros who spent 30, 40 years running one of those places. And then the other double macro guys got together and decided, all right, this guy is now a master distiller. That's how it it used to be, right? No. So there's like master distiller wasn't a term until the last like 20, 30 years. Like it's not something that was even a pre-prohibition. But when it's yeah, not but like there was a group I, that of I get, but called master distillers. But when it first came around, it wasn't like everybody was calling themselves a master. Almost nobody was calling themselves a master distiller, right? The idea was that right. Well, the idea was that it was a title given to you by your peers. I think that's what we're okay. So we're getting a little into what we think it should be. As a, you know, again, I think it goes back to right now. There is no standard for a master distiller that you can go all across the country and there's people that have been distilling for 30 days and their title is master distiller or people who aren't even distilling and they're just operations guys or even just the CEO of the company and they're they've given themselves or their board has given them the title of master distiller. So there's no uniform, you know, it's, it's not uniform in the industry right now. What do you, I don't know if there was maybe within the double macro, there was kind of a unofficial way of, peers calling themselves that but i mean there is a small tradition of really well-established distillers calling each other that i think within the trade kind of on the um 
the inside ranks, you know, the good old boys club, I guess you'd say. I don't know how much I can back that up. Uh, evidence. That so I guess that's it. that's a good starting question. Was it was it a marketing? I, I just was going to say was it a, this is all a marketing thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> marketing yeah. part two, guys. It's like <laughs> no, and that's that's what it started out as, and that's what it's developed into. Right, and I mean, there's all this posturing and be like, oh, master distiller, and then you have like well, a family generational master distiller, and that that's the way it works there too. Um, yes. but like, what do you earn to me? I'm like, I don't know. I'm all about working really hard and earning something. I guess I like something that's more tangible and black and white that I can, you know, measure. So, I mean, I believe it as a marketing <laughs> thing, uh, a hundred percent. And so you're not mad of the marketing it's grown into. Uh, what are you going to be mad about? I mean, it's just, it's what it is. And like to, to Brian's point, like, you know, you could have a craft distillery. A guy's like, oh man, I've been distilling in my garage for six months. I really think I have the capital. I'm going to do this. And he opens up a distillery and he's like, yeah, I'm the master distiller. And then you have someone who's like, hey, I'm a distillery manager for 47 years. And I know everything about this giant distillery or right ins and outs and seen people come and go and have made a different products and won every award there is to award. But, but my name is distillery manager, not master distiller. So the, the spectrum of what it is and who can be called it is it's vast. Uh, I do think like the, back to the IBD thing with that, you, you have a mentor and you have, there's certain qualifications that you have to meet. Um, it's something, at least it's something besides just saying, Hey, yeah, you know, you know, I'm part of Lucky Sperm or I started this company and I'm the head distiller or right, whatever that. And then there's like, yeah, you get into the is head distiller. What's the difference between a head distiller and a master distiller? Well, I'm not a master. Well, yeah, right? I know you and I feel this way, but like, <laughs> right, I would. I, but that's but that's what it gets to. Like, we feel this way. And then. You know, at the booth next to us, the guy pouring who's opened his distillery a week ago is a master. So you have a consumer standing in front of you like, oh, this guy's a master distiller. This guy's just a head distiller. I know it's a small, you know, the consumer probably gets it, but they may not. They may think. So as consumer education gets better, I think we'll see that. Unfortunately, it's already started to happen where the term master distiller is becoming diluted. It won't have the same kind of value or marketing pull that it used to, you know, even though it never had a direct definition, you know, as consumers learn this, they'll realize that it's not, it's not regulated in any way. So I think what we should talk about is, do we think it should be a protected term? Do we think it should mean something? What should it mean? I mean, I'll jump in and say right now, I would love for some organization, institution or groups of institutions to come together and say, yeah, these are the criteria. What do I think it would be? I love the idea of having, it needs to be time-based. There needs to be some time behind it. You have to have worked for a really long time. Whatever criteria that is, I don't know. But it needs to be time-based. It needs to be accomplishment-based. And it needs to be, probably the most important, as you guys have already alluded to, it needs to be peer-based. So you need the you need a group of peers to basically start calling you that or come together and say, yes, this person is master distiller. So time, accomplishments, and peer respect. I would love to see those be 
kind of the guiding principles of what a master distiller is. And again, I, I want to be very clear. I don't think any of us are talking shit about people who have opened a distillery and are calling themselves master distiller. We understand that it's a marketing choice. It's not a protected term. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, it's, we just would, or at least I shouldn't speak for you. I personally would love to see it mean a little more than it does because I think it's a short term gain for a long-term loss for our industry if we don't have any real principles behind it. Yeah, but okay, so, that's so my I think that one way to do that would be if the double macro size started that precedent, right? If they're like, hey, you know, this is Jimmy Russell. He's a master distiller because of, you know, he's been running the distillery. for Yeah, right. Like, because I mean, Jimmy Russell. You have to give it some criteria not like uh, what's his son's name? I mean, his son might be a master distiller now, right? I don't know. Eddie. 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 Yeah, it's like. Well, yeah, but I mean, Jimmy Russell is in that sort of that group that I think kind of started the term, right? That's when you first start hearing the term. Yeah, it's, but it's Booker. It's Booker, and it's Jimmy Russell, and it's who's the Sazerac guy? Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think though, none of those guys gave each other that title or themselves that title right, right. so it goes back to oh yeah, it's yeah a marketing thing. i'm not saying that any of those guys aren't deserving of it i'm just saying that i don't think it's where it's derived from so i i'm with you brian would i like something sure i feel like if you're going to call yourself that or it's going to be called that's i don't know that's that's supposed let's make it mean something otherwise i'm like yeah you heard it here you heard it here first listener Still talking master list. It's going to be the thing. You'll see <laughs> those stickers on bottles. Us three too. assholes <laughs> just randomly pulling it out of a hat. Right, but I I think like it, you could do it. The peer thing is kind of fun because, you know, you could be nominated, right? If you meet the yeah. other qualifications yes. of time and what was it? What else did you have, Brian? Uh, accomplishment. time accomplishments accomplishment. and yeah. peers you know yeah, yeah. i'm Pure sorry as soon as you start talking i just like there's this high pitch ringing in my ears <laughs> yeah uh, it's beautiful right you just kind of go zen yeah yeah it's like if Fuck someone you. took whitney houston's drugs um <laughs> oh, yeah. not not too soon yeah. <laughs> it's not it's with plenty of time right yeah you're fine i want to take a bath with somebody <laughs> <laughs> Because she died in the bathtub. That's why that's funny. Um, <laughs> Morbid karaoke. Jason so, all right. So accomplishments. How do you measure accomplishments? Oh, great, Brian Christensen. Well, it's like long that's jump and Would relay you... races. And oh, okay. <laughs> so I think I, I think the reason I bring up accomplishments and that probably ties in more so with you know peer accolades and peer respect they're the ones that are going to help identify if you had accomplishments or not because i can think of a couple people in the industry more so on the craft side but they've been doing it for a decade and they've kind of hopped around to different facilities and they're not necessarily leaving a great track record behind them in terms of quality products or setting up distilleries for success and i won't use any names obviously but Cold they're not Weinstein. i mean even though they've got a de- <laughs> Cold Weinstein, obviously yeah no i mean even if you've got a couple decades in and a lot of people know you and maybe even like you that doesn't mean that you actually have you've actually made accomplishments of making really good product you're respected for the quality of your product you're respected for 
how you set up a distillery, distillery, you're you know advocating for safety. Those kind of things are what I see as accomplishments. Have you? Do you have brands that are financially successful? I don't think it should just be about financial success because then it's just you know only double macros win, right? Or some of the you know some of the marketing ones, yeah. Right, exactly. And I don't think it should be based purely on that. But I think you can have a component of, you know, if you have products that are award winners and you have a ton of them over 20 years, you know, that's that's a good indicator. I mean, again, depending on the judging competition, some are better regarded than others. But again, some sort of quantifiable, you know, do you have products that sell well? Do you have products that score well? Do you have products that have built up companies and brands. I think that's worth noting. It shouldn't be the only qualifier. I mean, it's though. a it's a lifetime achievement award, right? In a lot of ways, yeah. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah. So there, so there's no, there's no sub thirty master distillers, right? Well, that's... I mean, you, you know, you you called it out like Jimmy Russell. He's a great case study, I think, of what you would see as a master distiller. He's got a ton of time. He you know, he's built up a brand. He's respected. I, I've not spoken to someone who doesn't respect him in some capacity. So that's that's kind of what you're looking for. And yeah, what is he, 40 years in to the industry? And he's, I thought you were going to say he's what, 40 years old. I was like, yeah. You said, no, no, no. Him? <laughs> no, no. He's what, it, clearly young 20s. Yeah, maybe like 50 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, but he's got decades and decades of experience and that's someone that I think almost everyone in the industry would absolutely tip their hat and say, yes, that's a master distiller. So someone who's got 10 years in, it doesn't feel quite right. It's not comparable. But that's based, you can't do it. You have to have, right, it's, it's a triangle. It's strength in yeah. the triangle three, right? You have to have the accomplishments and the peer-reviewed and the time. Because if you just lean too far on one of those things, like if it's just time, well, I mean – you don't know what the hell Jimmy Russell no. has done, right? Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just right, using, we're using him as, him as a case study, <laughs> right? Like, if he, right, you don't know what he does, how, what he's involved. Is he just the name or the face of it, or did he actually, is he impactful, or you know, actually kept it alive and running when bourbon wasn't right. huge, right? There's all these other things that you have to consider, and. You know, the craft side is a long way away from that because how many 30-year-old craft distillers right. are there? And I think I think we, you know... I can so, think of two or three. Yeah, when you, if I said, name me a craft master distiller, I'm sure we all have one or two of the same people that come to mind. Fritz Maytag? I was going to say my name, but... Cold Weinstein, yeah. We've got you at the top of the list. Yep. Yes, Cold Weinstein. I've already, yep. I've already ordered the medals. It's, it's okay. on the way. It's fine. You're going to get your T-shirt. It's going to be a T-shirt. Yeah, it's really nice, though. It's really yeah, like, official. Really nice cotton. Yeah. You're going to like it. Very few things synthetic. You're going to get a nice tie clip. You know, but you know, I'm thinking of organizations that could do this, right? Besides Still Talking Podcasts, which we will start, don't start this now. Uh, but what, Discus, what, I mean, they're the ones that seem obvious. I think Discus to would be great. Yeah. Why? I'm amazed though. Why? What is I'd Discus like, not? what I'd like to see is is a bunch of those organizations come together to do it. Right, right? now, it would be ACSA, Discus, maybe you'd throw ADI in there. Kentucky Distillers Association would want a piece of it, of course, and I think they've. I mean, they're the oldest, one of the oldest distilling trade yeah. groups in the country. I think they might actually be the oldest trade group in the country. So those groups coming together and. Putting this, making, 
making the criteria for this would make a lot of sense. But you'd have to get all of them to agree on it. But. So you'd want you'd want them to come together and make the criteria, and not be like a. a I kind of thought you were going for like a voting board type. I I think they what, all send a representative, and they you know people get nominated every year, and they talk and vote. I don't think it should just be a representative from those organizations because you've got like not to throw any shade at discus but you know discus is a lot of really good administrators uh you know political lobbying groups they're not made up of distillers like acsa you can point out yeah their board of directors are distillers which is fantastic but the other groups aren't that you know even kda isn't primarily made up of distillers and we're talking about peers you know our peers i guess then... the actual distillers you know like me i'm a publisher i shouldn't be on the board to choose who a master distiller is now i could help you know give suggestions or you know help organize things like that but someone like me or someone you know like the the president yes discus i don't know that they're the ones that should choose it they should maybe come together and help pick a board of distillers i think that makes sense but they should yeah. go ahead or or it's just like having like it's like grammy votes yeah right there you go it goes out to a certain number of people like okay these people are involved in these organizations they have this experience they have this skill set. They they That's earn great. a vote into into these group of people that have been nominated and make it like, you know, three a year if That's that, fantastic. Right. And and one gets in, right? That's the way I look at it. If it's super elite like that, then it I really it truly does yes. mean something. I agree. Right? I agree. And actually it would be really interesting. I think it would work by having, say, uh, I'm just singling these two out because we work with them a lot, but Discus and ACSA could kind of cross those boundaries and work together because ACSA works with the craft, Discus works with the double macro. They would have the credibility and, you know, the experience and the clout to put something like that together. Whereas if it was just ACSA, you know, you, it might be harder for the board of craft distillers to come together and choose, you know, say a Jimmy Russell because they sure. don't have the experience working with the double macro. Whereas if just double macro does it, then you'll get the craft guys saying, well, we have zero representation. We're not a part of it. We'll never get chosen. So by kind of having those two worlds come together, I think that'd be great. Or having someone like KDA. It's, it's like, it's like the still talking podcast. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like we had the double macro. Well, we would, we would, live host the award ceremony every right year. it would be so. absolutely self-serving and <laughs> brian christensen would win the award every year <laughs> fuckers yeah. never touch distill but he keeps winning these awards yeah he's just an amazing <laughs> he's got like master. eight of these shirts on now <laughs> brian it would be amazing to me if you i don't know what do you think you stepped foot in 500 600 distilleries and you've never touched a still Never leaned on one. I lick them. I lick so every single avoided still. touching. I make sure stills. it's on and hot so that it leaves like <laughs> well, yeah. a nice charred <laughs> layer of my epithelial cells right on top of it. It's nice. Listener, if you're getting anything from this episode, is that you should always touch the still <laughs> when you go to the right. still. That's the thing Colton's trying to teach you. Because, you know, it's not like it'll melt your fucking hand or anything. But that's how you become a master distiller. Yeah. But that you must is what have a true battle wounds. If you don't have a fucking stump on your arm, then, uh, that's where my sweet distilling hand used to be. Uh, no, I yeah, but I think we're on the same page in that regard. So, do we have any other feelings on? I mean, 
what should we tell people that are using that term master distiller right now that weren't necessarily awarded it by peers? It's just pure marketing. Should we, I mean, I feel. I mean, keep, how do you how do you take that away if you've called yourself a master distiller? Right. Are your consumers going to say, oh, what what happened? I don't think most consumers will care that much. I mean, no. they're, like I said, I, I, earlier I said they're getting more educated. So now is the time to change. If you are calling yourself that and you do kind of, if you don't care about that term in terms of our industry and self-regulation and what it could mean for our future, then don't worry about it. Call yourself whatever you want. I'm definitely not going to tell someone how to market their product because this isn't a protected term yet. Um, but if it's something you think our industry should start self-regulating and use as something we can really kind of celebrate those success stories and those people that have that experience, then now is a good time to transition to head distiller or whatever else you want to call yourself. Um, I don't know, that's kind I'm of not actually, I, I, I'm not sure that, I mean, the consumer is definitely getting more educated, but I think instead of, they're going more the route of, they don't really care if you, you know, they just feel that master distiller is just the normal term right right, right. They, they're not putting a lot of stock into it anymore i i agree with that but here's my thing i'm not going to tell anyone what they can and cannot call themselves you can call yourself constantinople for all i fucking care but you have to tell me if you say like if someone says that you better have an answer I'm like okay well, what does that mean how do you get to be get to be called master distiller and if you're, oh, I thought you were gonna give them science questions. And if your answer, yeah, <laughs> seriously, if your answer is immediately, well, this is my distillery, I opened it. Okay, then that'll tell you what you need to know. But that's a good point. I mean, yeah, be prepared for pushback. Yeah, just certain, I think that like, don't say something unless you, hey, what does that mean? Yeah, like I don't know. I, I you know, my title now is like, I don't know. It's fucking J- dish boy, janitor. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it, it's like head of. I'm like, I don't even want to be called head distiller. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, director of operations or some nonsense. I don't know. But like, yeah. that means something because I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I direct all of the operations. <laughs> like, it's kind of in the title, right? Right. <laughs> well, and I think, again, we're not getting into the minutia of what exactly makes a master distiller but probably part of that is not just the distilling side but actually running an entire operation you know hr management having a team that can do it you know building up that brand you're part of all of that so that is something that should definitely factor in yeah it's a slippery slope you know we're gonna alienate listener (laughs) yeah we definitely could alienate listener Because there's a lot of craft people that absolutely want to use that, think they deserve to use that. And again, I think we should all be clear that, again, we're not throwing your shade. We're not flipping your shit for using that. That's your choice. Just as Zeno said, you know, you got to back it up. You got to give you got to give consumers some reason why you're calling yourself that. Well, if you mastered something, your product better taste like you fucking mastered it. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I like, oh, yeah, I'm master distiller and. You know, I, I'm always trying to take the magic out of what we do, because <laughs> right. there isn't right. there isn't fucking magic. It's science and crafting, right? It's yeah. there's a skill and there's a subjectivity to it. And you make choices, but it's still it's math and science. Like that's what it yeah. ultimately is. So I don't want people like, well, I, you know, they just have they're really talented nose. 
And I'm like, okay, um, that's that's another that's for another podcast, I'm sure. Right. But like, uh, <laughs> it you know, it, let's be careful how we romanticize some of those things, and I think that falls into the trope of the master distiller. Should there be other terminology, too, for you bring up a good point, like a master blender? I mean, is that a completely different criteria or does that fall under master distiller if, in, in our perfect world? That's obviously a different criteria, but I don't think you're going to see that term in America for a while. Oh, I've seen it already. I've seen it. Well, yeah, but like. And some people do deserve it. There's some really good people out there who are doing some amazing blending. But it's it's really. But you think it's? I don't think it's going to catch on. Yeah, master distiller. The Japanese. I keep going back to every every episode. I realize I'm saying (laughs) this. Uh, Did you want to let listener know you're uh, originally from Pittsburgh? uh, What Pittsburgh? In Japan. (laughs) I I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. (laughs) There's a song about that. I'll take your picture. Um. I think that Master Blender has should be the same deal. Same level yeah. criteria. Again, because you could have someone who's... Are you actually blending? Are you actually... Do you have accomplishments that are tangible? Do you have time put in? <coughs> right? Because the business changes. And are you able to adapt like through Jimmy Russell? Like How many decades... What has he seen, right? Yeah. Brown spirits were dead. I think, yeah, I think adaptation would be one of the biggest criteria for me. Just to be able to, you know, that's part of the, just even every day you have to adapt to, hey, my six pumps are broken. Pump. How do I run my entire operation off my, you know. Hand pumps in hand the back. That's in the back. That's a true master. That's that's how that's how Chris Hare does I knew it. That it's was all good. hand yeah. pumps in the back. <laughs> uh, and they put that all on their resume too. Can uh, handle the hand pump in the back. Title of the episode. Hand pumps in the back. Yeah, I, you know I I don't want to alienate. And I don't want to. You're right, Brian. I feel like this is. We keep prefacing everything with, "Hey, sorry, don't call yourself that, dickhead." That's pretty much right. what we're saying. But <laughs> hey, I'm not saying we're mad. We're just disappointed, guys. Oh, ew, dad, don't dad tactics us. Oh, I did. I dad. He just it. dad tacticed you. <laughs> tacticed. <laughs> Listener, he's drinking water out of a Glencairn like a real dad. <laughs> the Roma really hits you right in the nose. You are the dad of this podcast. <laughs> Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. It helps to have 8,000 children. Yeah, and to be 49. God, I know. I'm so old. <laughs> I think you're younger than me, but that's okay. No, I think we've like gone over this like oh, every single podcast. Every episode. I think I'm like three months older than yeah, you. Yeah, that's right, you old piece of shit. And and, and Colton is a <laughs> Highlander, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he looks <laughs> older than all of us, but he's actually 12. Yeah, and his insides are frail. <laughs> that's that's the best term ever. Yeah. <laughs> like physically, you know, he's not necessarily weak or anything. But, but inside, inside whew, it's a mess. Yeah, it's he's like good. peanut brittle. It's true. 
Tons of delicious. <laughs> okay, okay. So you know what? I don't know that we have a whole lot more to cover with this topic. Um, you're right. We are equivocating a little bit. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We're all, this is a small industry. We don't want to talk shit about anyone. But I think it's pretty clear we all feel that we'd love to see a term like master distiller have a little more weight and meaning behind it. Um, so yeah, just be a little more thoughtful before you throw it out there in the market. Well, terms. I think that we have to give people Martins. a lifeline here. So what what is an acceptable thing? To call someone who is the head of distillation operations. I always like the random ones that uh, John Wilcox and Jake Holshue made up when they were at Rogue. I think they called themselves like Distillosaurus Rex, um, Ninth Level Distilling Wizard. They just came up with crazy stupid shit and I loved it. No, that doesn't that's, actually work for any company. That's great for rogue marketing. Right, it yeah, literally only works for them. Else. <laughs> but it's fun. So I guess I'm using that point to say you can be a little more creative. If you need to go with traditional branding, marketing, head distiller works. Okay. Or, or, again, give yourself something more like CEO. or You know, you can go even more traditional than that. But head distiller gets the point across. Everyone knows what you do. It's still a term of respect. That's that's my gut, and that's in my experience. I think that works. Well. I like it to be very generic. I'm like distiller, junior distiller, junior distiller. <laughs> if someone put junior in front of anything, <laughs> but I, I, I think that no, if you put distiller, or I think instead of junior, you know, it sounds better than junior apprentice distiller because there are yeah. younger people out there that are you know, I apprentice. Right, I have a kid that works at. At my place now, yeah. that's his business card says Apprentice Distiller. And I think it's an awesome title. And I think he will shed that Apprentice title relatively quickly and just will be Distiller or Head Distiller or whatever the fuck he wants. Just no, That's a great way to look at it. Giving some actual, you know, there's some stepping stones to it. So you're not just jumping straight into Master Distiller. You've actually got a process. People... You know, again, we're kind of self-regulating for our own industry. You know, what are the steps it takes to actually get to that coveted title? Yeah, I just don't understand how anyone thinks they could master anything. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I don't know. Right. Well, uh, I'm, uh, what was it? I think uh, Lisa Wicker. She's a fantastic distiller. She was at Limestone Branch, Huber's, Starlight. Uh, she's at Samson in Surrey now. She's awesome. And I, I think I read... I think it was an interview with her. They asked her, you know, is she a master distiller? When would she call herself that? And her quote was, again, kind of what we've been talking about. She says, I'll call myself a master distiller when my peers start calling me that. So essentially, she feels once she's earned it from the community, that's when she'll call herself that. And I think that's, again, kind of what we're talking about. And that's a really great criteria, even without all the other stuff. Still talking master distillers list. 2019, it's coming. It is. <laughs> Those are two separate sentences that had nothing. 2019 to do with other, is but. coming. You're right about that. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, listener, it's happening. <laughs> and look out because it's, it's in here. What are you drinking? What are you drinking besides water out of a Glen Cairn? Uh, I'm drinking Wheeler's Gin. Wheeler's gin. Oh. So you're just drinking gin as if it's water. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's actually really delicious. Yeah. I canceled my 5 a.m. workout tomorrow, so I, oh. I, I'm not as afraid to actually have some alcohol. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. For accommodating. Somebody, somebody made me push my podcast back. You know, like I call it my podcast. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, hey, I'm the one who records late every time. 
I know. Excuse I, me. You recorded I, the I get same to time the I did. I least of everyone. I'm on the West Coast. We started at 8:30, and I'm bitching because I'm not in bed yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely the saddest among us. Way to have a good idea. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we should just do a final thought. Final thought. Like yeah, I kind of feel like we covered it like the entire time we were talking. It was our final thought. <laughs> it was one. And that's final my final thought. thought. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it all up. <laughs> Final thoughts. I'm okay with whatever someone wants to call themselves as long as they can back it up and it should mean something. There you go. It should mean something. Don't just give yourself a made-up title unless you're being very nonchalant about it. I, I second I w- that. I would really like to see the industry come together and make a more substantial award or you know, nomination process for it though. Yeah. I think, I think what we talked about having some of the bigger organizations kind of collaborate on it would nope. make a big difference. Nope. Fuck them. We're doing it. They took too long. Well, I said the bigger organizations, Brian. Oh yeah. yeah like still talking. Podcast. Like the three person. organization. <laughs> Huge, like Huge. like like the three white dudes sitting in our basement talking about distilling. We're the ones that are going to go ahead and start giving these awards out. Yeah, it floods. It floods there. It floods. Yeah, that's true. Sorry about that. All right, listener. Thanks for listening.